Hello and welcome to another episode of A Need to Read. In this guest episode, I speak to James Haskell. He is a former professional rugby player, a DJ, a current professional MMA fighter. Not had a fight just yet, but he's got a contract and that's what matters. He's an author of three books. He's got other books on the way. He is a lover of books as well, which is apparent in this conversation. He's a very funny man. And his book, What a Flanker, was a joy to listen to. I'm not a rugby fan, but I even enjoy the stories about rugby just because they're funny. And it's just good entertainment. Sometimes it's nice to just take yourself out of the lane of the self-development books and just have a listen to what other people's lives are like and to see a professional athlete's life. From their perspective, it's nice. It's quite refreshing to see that they're quite literally just people. So it was great to have a chat with him and just reinforce the fact that I am now a James Haskell fan. The podcast, before we get into it, is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, BetterHelp provide an online therapy service to millions of people around the world. It's no secret, I'm a massive fan of therapy. And I'd be pushing people to go, I was pushing people to go, even before I got the sponsor of BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, once you've completed your questionnaire on the website, you get put in contact with a therapist within 48 hours. It's not a very long time, really, when you consider how long it takes on public service. Obviously, you have to pay for it. It's not free like it would be when you get it through public services if you're in the UK. But with the code, a need to read, you get 10% off. So head to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read, and that is 10% off. Therapy is expensive, depending on how much money you've got. It'll be about £50 per week. That 10% for your first month is roughly about 20 quid. And I'm being kind with the figures there. It's probably going to be a a little bit more in your favour in terms of money off and how cheap the therapy is. I'm just talking on the high line, just so you're not disappointed when you go on the website. If you go to therapy, I'm sure, I'm sure you will gain something from it. It's transformed my life. It's transformed the life of many of the guests that I've spoken to, including James Haskell, funnily enough, because we spoke about it on the podcast. If the time's right for you, you know the time's right. Head to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read, and that'll get you 10% off. If you can't afford therapy, Russ Harris, The Happiness Trap. It's a brilliant book. It'll help. It's not quite going to do the job, but it will help. And finally, another way in which you can support the podcast, if you don't want to go to therapy, if you want to support the podcast in other ways, share it on Instagram, tell your friends about it, tell your aunt about it, tell your mum about it. Mums love a need to read, apparently, based on the sample size of my mum. So do your bit, share the podcast, tell your friends, review on Apple Podcasts. But without further ado, let's get into it. Here's a conversation I had with James Haskell. Welcome to A Need to Read. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, man. My pleasure. Listen, anyone who likes reading is a fellow fellow friend of mine. I'm a massive reader, you know. Uh, and for those of you who don't know me, my name is James Haskell. I am a former fresh rugby player, mm, sort of cage fighter, slash DJ, slash podcaster, author. Um, not all at the same time. That would be um, pretty sad. Um, but yeah, I'm just in lockdown like everybody else trying to find my feet. I'm not quite in such an exotic location as yourself. Yeah, no, it's um people always say how much they, they 
wish they were in Bali, but honestly, the island's trying to kill me at the moment. So um, I'd, I'd probably go back. Oh, it's just a shithole, mate. It's uh, it's dirty. Getting infections. Really? I was shat myself three times a couple of weeks ago. I'm now down to my last three pairs of pants. What? 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 Why? What? What? Just because you keep drinking the water and stuff and and eating bad stuff or what? I don't know. It's it's a strange thing. It's it's not particularly a first world country, so it's not that clean. Um, I I do jujitsu. I I know in your book you spoke about doing jujitsu. Had a staff infection. Um, a particularly funny story of trapping my penis in between some weights in the gym, not in a sexual Ow, way. We shouldn't do weights naked, you fucking idiot. That's what's going to do, you know. <laughs> I bet you were trying um, to take a selfie to impress a bird and caught your knob in a weight. That's probably what happened. I heard that if you stretch it, it is permanent, yeah. but apparently yeah, I not. Just, <laughs> I just do um, I just do cock push-ups um, <laughs> just to really strengthen it. You sort of you only need to do one really, but if you can do that, you're fine. So I'm I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> perfect right well um you've got a book out obviously james and like i, I was saying before the podcast started like I'm, I'm not a rugby fan um and it's it's not anything against rugby i think if i was to like a team sport it probably would be rugby just because football seems to be full of tossers um <laughs> and and people in the rugby world seem to be more humble um by from from an outsider's point of view, but I, I finished I your book off I today. Let, I wouldn't let that fool you. There's not many that humble people, and the fans aren't particularly humble when it comes. I've just had a post on. Uh, I used to play rugby starter pack with your boat shoes, your red trousers, your barber, your gilet, your coots guard, your pint of lager. Like, yeah, it's a certain obviously demographic. Uh, we try, well, we'd like to grow the game much more for people, but the the issue is that it's not played in in many schools and you know it's seen as an elitist sport but it's not because it's mm. you know it's it's basically organized fighting which is quite quite fun um but yeah it, uh, it, i mean it's interesting people always compare rugby and football and to be honest with you, they're just incomparable you know football is a national sport uh everybody loves it you just pick up a ball and play with it rugby people are still trying to get their heads around as to how the hell you play it like i i never understood most of the laws um while i was playing let alone in in retirement yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I think you, you mentioned in your book about how much it's changing. Um, but look, we, we don't have to talk about rugby. I think you mentioned before, you, you talk about rugby enough on, on your own podcast, which, yeah. of course, so I'm going to have to, I've basically, I've, I'm fostering a dog and she's just banging on the door. She's a little <laughs> fostering a dog. Lovely. Yeah, she's born, born on the streets 10 weeks ago and now she just, is sick on my bed most nights so she'll be going back on the streets very soon <laughs> really would she just what she just comes she just comes but just comes and throws up in your bed nah she she sleeps in my bed because she's i'm i'm a softy um yeah and I she's mean, a nice you dog to, you want to stop that <laughs> straight away we just got a dog like i do, i mean obviously you know, we put ours into a cage or crate training so yeah, yeah it, it, it when i go upstairs to have a shower it'll run up and jump on the bed and sit on the bed, like lay on the bed mm. watching me. But no sleeping with the bed, dog, mate. I can't, especially not a fucking street dog. Like, oh, no she's, she's not a street dog now. Yeah, but no wonder you've shat yourself three times, got a staph infection. You're basically sleeping with a walking disease vector in your bed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've slept with worse, but... <laughs> I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. But like, you know, but I mean, yeah, but that dog's just constantly... Every time you probably your immune system recovers a little bit, that dog's just going to take you down even more. Yeah, 
Yeah. How small is she? Or it or they or him? Oh, she's tiny. I'll show you. I'll show you. Mm. This is this is her. Oh, what a little cutie. She, oh, she is, is a little cute. baby. And you just found but, um, a puppy, did you, and started looking after her? Nah, in Bali, there's a lot of initiatives to just like foster dogs. Um, because Indonesians don't see dogs as pets, they see them as like pests. Lunch. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of stray dogs about, so every week you'd be finding a litter of putty, puppies on the side. And everyone over here that's Western's like, well, we can't have dogs on the street. Yeah. So everyone fosters dogs out here because it's just like, it's just a thing to do. Yeah, but then but when you foster them, what the, the, the object is just keep them forever or then just let it, let it go and like re, re... Whoever re took them in initially will probably f find them like a forever home. Because there are people that live here permanently. I, I don't, so I'm just fostering her for... She she could get adopted tomorrow if no there's no way you're giving that dog back. I know I'm so in love with her, but um, so so you're not someone one of those dog could... passports get a rabies jab and just bring her back and live with you in the UK. Oh, it's like seven or eight grand. Oh, haven't, haven't got it. <laughs> haven't got God. it. Never mind. Never mind, little dog. You go, but you never know. mind. Yeah, back to the streets there, with like, you. <laughs> heartbroken. Like it's like a really bad Disney movie. You look after it, live happily ever. Oh no, and it's been run over by a car. Oh, oh, no. Or, or it's ended in someone's stew pot, which is not oh, good. Yeah, a little bit of a, a, a stir-fried dog. That festival in China where they um they run around just battering dogs and skinning them. Like I think it's in oh. China. Yeah, it's like I think Ricky Gervais did the thing, and it's like a tradition where they I don't know why. But also I, I never understand why people eat dog purely because it you know what happened to all the other food groups? Like, when did people get sick of like steak, chicken, fish, shellfish, lamb, like all the things you should eat? When did people get fed of that? And, and if you told me that dog was like the greatest thing you'd ever tasted, I'd eat it. But I just don't imagine it's gonna look, it doesn't look like it's going to taste that nice. I don't no. think it's better than like a chicken burger or really well nice steak. I can't imagine it, and I just don't understand yeah, what people skinny get. little things. That's what I mean. Rank, sinewy, mm. ratty. Man. Yeah, even if you had a big Rottweiler, you just still can't imagine it. Rottweiler burger would be that nice, like you know, it's the same thing with like, a horse. See, a horse though, I've had raw horse in Japan, and that was an absolute game changer. I'd fucking eat a horse, put I'd put a horse in a wood chip and straight away mince it up and eat that. No, <laughs> wouldn't even think twice about it. I'd, ideally, it'd still have a saddle on it, um, but, <laughs> otherwise, nah. But the dogs, why are you eating dogs? Oh, spiders, mm. have you ever seen like. When they go, like Carl Pilkington's thing goes to around the world and uh, they're like eating tarantulas and mm. like deep fried scorpions. No need, no need. There's no, you're not going to ever convince me. If you said to me, if you bit into a tarantula, it tastes like a Cadbury's caramel bar, I'm in. But there's no way it tastes of anything other than just rankness. And the people are eating yeah. it because they're fucking bored and they've got nothing better to do. Yeah, there's definitely way better things to do when you're bored. But you, you've had some pretty rancid shit, right? There's, there's one part I wanted to bring up in your book, and there's one right. part that I think is absolute bullshit, and I don't believe you, is that you've never drank piss. What do you mean? I never drank piss. Uh, yeah. yeah, of course I've drunk. Of course I've drunk piss. <laughs> there was a bit yeah. at the start of the book where you're saying that, like uh, a lot of rugby oh. tours, you're drinking piss, and it was like not something that I would do. And I was like, oh, well, no. okay. Well, there's two things. There's, there's three <laughs> things going on here. Firstly. Another name for, for, for alcohol is getting on the piss, the piss. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So I probably meant I didn't drink, I didn't get on the piss early. Second thing is when I say that I didn't drink piss, I was fibbing, of course I've drunk piss. But thirdly, 
I um, would just in reference to I wouldn't do what the uni people did. Like my my mate, I didn't put this in a book. We're doing pints of like someone's been sick, bit of shit, and then bit of everything. Like it was mm. vile, and a bit. Of, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like what the fuck? I don't want to be in the university team for that much. Like yeah. you know, to get a night with like Megan Fox back in the day, I might have eaten, you know, something done something like that, but not not. For I don't think no that convincing. You know. <laughs> yeah, you you rugby team. But did you? I know, I know you. I don't know if you. I'm hijacking your podcast. But do you want? I know no, you said before off air about kind of uh, men not necessarily reading. You're trying to educate. My my sort of journey into reading is like quite quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of like I I was like hyperactive kid. Like never wanted. Didn't read. Couldn't sit down. Wasn't really paying attention in class. And I end up sharing a. And I end up having a friend who was completely polar opposite of me, a guy called Nick Sanders, and he was like super into reading, and he used to just mm. quietly read. And I remember him um, getting me to read um, an Alistair McLean book called "Where's Eagles Dare," um, and mate, I was like, I just couldn't believe it. It was like one of those simple moments. You're like, oh my god, it creates a movie in your head, and you can do it. And I just became obsessive. Like I used to book, read a book a week, like. All yeah. my downtime, I just used to sit and read, just sit quietly and read and read and read. And now, um, more so on holiday, I'll just sit, all I do is sit in the sun and read. Like every night, I'll I'll read a book. And it's the best thing. It's the best stress reliever, best for your imagination. But I also smack, like I, I've got like three things going on at once. Like I'm always smashing books, but audio books at the same time. So yeah. what I do, I'll do like an audio book in the car and that'll be something completely different. Then I'll be reading. I've just started the Game of Thrones trilogy, not not because I'm into mm. fantasy, but just purely because I wanted to try them. Yeah. Um, but I'm listening to, you know, all of Agatha Christie's uh, Hercule Poirot. I did I did 75 hours of Sherlock Holmes twice. I'm listening to Dave Goggins' uh, book as well. I'm just fucking about it. I'm on it all the time. If I'm, not, if I'm not watching movies or I'm working, I'll be reading or listening to something. Yeah, that's amazing. Have you got a split for your fiction and non-fiction? Because it sounds like you're quite into your fiction there. Yeah, I can't. I can't stand like self-help books. Mm. I can't. I, I, I tried it. I just fuck. I just don't want to do it. I want like if I'm on a car journey. Obviously, I get like a different my moods like I do for music. So yeah. I'm obviously a DJ. You know, I, I like house music. But like on the on the weekend, I was thinking about making a track with like a bit more of an eighties tint. So I was listening to like. Well, Taylor Swift, Daft Punk, um, yeah. you know, like Wham, um, all those kind of things. And the same with the audiobooks. So I'll have one book that you've, oh, I, I've sort of been told I should read, like the Dave Goggins, uh, It Can't Hurt or whatever. But then yeah. I'll listen to what I want. So if I get in the car and I'm feeling a bit like cozy and chilled, I'll put like, I'll put like Poirot on, Faulty Towers, um, Hancock's Half Hour, all these kind of older, older stuff. Or... Uh, uh, Frederick Forsyth. So I've got, I'm trying to smash all the Frederick Forsyth book, like Day of the Jackal, Decifile, um, Dogs of War and stuff. And I'll do that. But then every now and then I'll dip into a self-help book, do an hour, if I take a dog for a walk, I'll do, you know, like a mindset book. But mate, yeah. I'm, fiction, I'm fiction. I'll only read fiction. Fiction and the occasional autobiography, like the occasional yeah. one. But otherwise, fuck that. I just, you know. I can't do it. I want to. I want escapism. I want adventure. I really don't want to, you know, spend my my free time trying to learn. Yeah. Do you think, like, because you're still technically a professional athlete, right? You're you're signed to Bellator. So, like, yeah. Do you, do you like you've had it drummed into your head about this mindset, or maybe you're one of those people that's been born with it? 
um, of this like this kind of mindset of just like constant growth because like you've got fingers in all the pies. You yeah. obviously like starting from zero and getting to somewhere near the top. Yeah. Do you think yeah. the fact that you're kind you've you've had that mindset maybe coached into you through professional sports that's made you want a bit more of an escapism because you've had quite a serious sort of life? Yeah, I think I think as well. I've got you know, my mind is always racing with stuff, mm. ideas, things, and because I do so many different jobs at the moment with. I wear different hats. So, you know, we do a podcasting now. I'm going to train later. I've got a production company that we're doing stuff with. You know, I'm doing a, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing a, a production course, a DJ course. I've just produced two house music tracks. One's been signed. It's coming out next in March. And so okay. I, it's all different. And, it, and so I, it's a switch off thing for me. Smoking a cigar, reading a book, um, you know, seeing my mates for a coffee is how I unwind. Otherwise, mm. I can't, cannot switch off. And that's yeah. why like, when I get into bed, I just have to, I have to read and I want escapism. And that's, and that's how I do it. And the mindset stuff, I came from working with a sports psychologist, really, you know, because I had self-confidence issues when I was playing and sort of self-doubt and you know, trying to get peak performance. And what it taught me was, you know, I learned lots of lessons luckily early on in my career, which kind of helped me to set my mindset. And I'm doing a few videos on Instagram actually about them, which people seem to really like for Mate, some reason. They're good. They're good. I've been watching them because that's one of the things that I'd, I'd written down and I'd noted about your book is like, you're one of the rare people that just, you just cut the shit. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of people out there who will write a book and they'll just be full of shit. Yeah. Um, Whereas you're one of those rare breeds, like, you know what, actually, this is exactly how it is. Um, you thank you as well for talking about the psychologists in the book and like therapy, because these people look at you, big old professional rugby player, they're like, oh, you would never go to therapy. Yeah. Mate, you've heavily, heavily relied on it from what yeah. you said. And that's, it's, yeah, it's like, a, I'm perceived as like an, a, a, you know, an alpha male for some reason. And, you know, oh, we're meant to not have problems. You know, suicide's the biggest killer of men under 40. And there's men just walking around with problems. There's men walking around and, you know, and women as well. But men in particular just aren't accessible. And my job, look, we live in a world now where because there's been so many th wrongs perpetrated against people in terms of unfair stuff like, you know, obviously race being an issue, you know, women, you know, being underplayed or underpaid or undervalued in work situations. We've had to like, re- realign stuff we're in this process but we've lost all common sense and because the average man in the street now has a voice because of social media you know people forget that the average iq in the uk is 100 that's the average so so you've got to have a fuck bucket load of people underneath that and we're now we're now governed by people having all, all having an opinion and and my objective is just to be myself and like not cause offense but but dictate common sense and you're always going to offend yeah. something if you ask a room of 100 people a question you're going to get a load of different answers some of them like to answers to questions you didn't ask some of them will be like so left field some of, you're never going to get an agreement but the thing is now with social media we're all in a situation where we're um everyone's got a voice people are getting losing their jobs people are outraged and everyone's fucking running around chasing their tail trying to not let people offend them and i'm like no no, no i'm mm. gonna stay being me and do you know what if if, if it comes from if it blows up and i say something and i offend someone i'm just not gonna apologize i'm not i, I refuse to do it unless i've 
stepped out, done something really wrong, but mm. you're just never, you're just never going to get anywhere. And, um, you know, it's, it's sad because you, people lose their livelihoods and lots of people don't want to be associated with you. Like as soon as you do it, companies or brands like, Oh, you know, we can't do that. Like when I did, the, I did the, I'm a celebrity in 2019 and I, and I was up for doing some campaign and they wrote going, oh, James had a bit of bad press in 2019. I was thinking, fuck me, they obviously haven't Googled very well because they have loads of bad press. And I was like, what's <laughs> that? I didn't do anything in 2019. They're like, oh, I'm a celebrity. They said you're a bit of a bully on there. And I was like, fuck off. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, it was it was for like, a, I won't mention their name because I ended up doing the campaign with them. But it was like, for some company and you're like, what are you fucking worried about that for? Like, you know, nobody's going to go, oh, I'm not going to buy the product because James Haskell once said something to a woman on, on TV saying, you know, can you get the fucking answer right? We'd all like to eat. And everyone's like, oh, you know, and it's like, I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm, I, this, so I try to be authentic and try to tell people, look, we all have good days and bad days. Like, I'm having a good day today. You know, sometimes if I just work and don't do anything else, I sit here going, what the fuck am I doing in my life? Like, we're in lockdown. What am I supposed to be doing? Like, I do so mm. many different things, but, I'm trying to get routine. It's made it's hard. I think lots of men out there are like pretending, and I think they should just fucking. Look, I'm a doer, so if you said to me I've got a problem, I'd go and find a psychologist, find someone, find a helpline to go and do it. You know, if you yeah. said to me oh, I don't think you're very good at podcast, I'll go. I try and find someone to help me do it, and that's what people don't do. Yeah. People sit there stewing, going, mm, I don't like this, I don't like that, I've got this problem. You're like, what have you done about it? Well, nothing, because it's too hard. No, it's fucking not. In in this world now, it's super easy to find stuff to help you. There's people willing to help you. You just reach out, reach out to a friend. So, yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the thing is people don't realize it's harder to stay stuck than it is to move. Yeah. Because once you start moving, you, you gain some momentum. And whether that's going to speak to a therapist or speaking to a friend, I always say it's like it's like exposure to the hardship because as soon as you have that one conversation with someone all of a sudden the next person that you speak to it becomes a little bit easier yeah. and then once you've spoken to three or four people one of those four might be like you know what fucking hell james has just opened up to me there i think it's about time that i opened up as well so here's my yeah. shit as well mate and and it it spreads not as quick as this fucking virus but it it spreads no. and in the right way no. Yeah, I it's, agree. it's good. And I, think, and I think as well, you know, I think as well, we, we're in the age of disinformation, lack of facts, fake news, extremes. In, and I just, it's very hard for people to navigate because we just, we don't know what's what's truthful and what's not. But it's, um, mm. you know, I, I think like, you know, for me, I think reading is something that not a lot of people do. Men, you know, people, people with my book in particular, like miss, women are writing to me. My husband hasn't read a book in years and is really enjoying your book and he's laughing. And it's like, you know, you, you just got to find your thing, what you're into. And there's mm. always a topic of something that you will find. But, you know, we just want to stare at our phones. When I think every time you're reading, you're testing your mind, you're, you're developing your vocabulary, you're, you know, unless you're reading, spot goes the circus. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think in terms of just like general reading, like you say about novels, when what you're making a movie in your head, like you said, right? that is so good for your brain in general. It creates these new neural pathways. Your imagination gets better. Not in the same way as like just being anxious about stuff and imagining things happening where your imagination just goes wild, but it just creates a, a, a nicer environment in your head because like when you watch a film, you're not in control of what the characters look like. 
when you're reading the book, you're somewhat in control of what the characters look like and you get to build up these images. And as soon as someone walks past you reading a book, they're not going to interrupt you in the same way that they'd walk past you if you were just on your phone. Yeah. So the, the, the benefits of, of reading are just fucking countless. I, I write like little shitty poems or little shitty songs on the Instagram because one thing I'm fed up of is bookstagram as said loosely being this kind of like fucking elitist place where people take really fancy pictures of books or where people just um write a essay as a review of a book as opposed to saying yeah this book was pretty sick and i was like books are sick there's millions out there take your pick yeah. that's that's technically a poem right yes but there is literally fucking millions out there and yeah. whatever you're interested in or think you might be interested in like there's a book for that. And that might be six hours of your week, an hour a day, or like half an hour a day for two weeks where you're not worried about anything because your no. mind is totally immersed in the story. I mean, I'll give you an example. I, I So when I did the I'm a Celebrity shoot, right, we obviously had a few days before where we had to film some set piece stuff. And I was in this hotel. You they took your phones away and everything else like that. So I just went to this like the hotel had like a... Some executive lounge place, and I just said, mm. well, You haven't left any books? And they were like, Yeah, I just picked up. I was like, Frederick Forsyth, I was like, Oh, I know him. Um, and I basically took the book with me on all the shoots. All these other people are sitting there bored. I just mm. sat there reading through the whole thing, put it down, go and do. And I, I loved it. And they were all jealous. I was like, You just should have fucking brought a book, like, bring a book. Like, I finished my book the day I got there, and I was mm. like, Bollocks. And, and you know, I always found that as a perfect escapism, and that's what I missed in, um, the jungle i would have loved to have just sat down and been able to read um yeah. like, oh, it doesn't make great tv and i was like yeah fine but um you know i i think it's i think it's so important so many men need to discover it and i think it's if actually someone sat down and said what am i into and i don't know why there is a stigma about reading especially for men because i just you know i i cannot get enough of it like i'm just looking at my bookshelf mm. now my objective is to try to read all of these books on this bookshelf um mm. And I, and I can't, you know, like I get into like real mode, modes of different stuff. Like I'm, I remember I read all the books about Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So like, I wanted to get into that. Like, um, but I, I really enjoy it. Like people send me their books and stuff as well. Um, I, I try, yeah, and I, I, I try to, I'm really excited. Like I think they're one of the most pleasurable experiences, the most excited I get um, when shopping, because I fucking hate shopping, is going to a bookshop. Yeah. I love going to like a, a, an independent bookshop or a fucking big chain or whatever and walking yeah. in there and just going, oh, I, want, I come out with like five books and I want to like, I want to read like, do you ever remember that movie? I mean, how old are you? 26. Oh, shit. Right, fuck it. Well, you might not remember. <laughs> there used to be a movie called um, Short Circuit. Do you ever yeah, heard, never, heard, never heard of her. Never heard of it, right? It's, it's this robot, right? And he's and he, he, was, he was like, his whole idea was this robot he gets hit by lightning and he escapes and they he becomes friends. I think it's like that uh, Gutenberg from Police Academy is in there. And basically this robot, and the way he reads books is he just flicks through the pages and he reads mm. like, he just holds them and he goes through and he reads them. And I'm like, and he's like, and he, he says like more input. He's like more input, more input. I dream of being able to do that. I like want to just be able to scroll, just to digest more. Like, cause my uh, Chloe's, my wife's parents are Richard and Judy uh, from this morning. Oh, uh, do you know what? I'm above, I'm, can I just say uh, I'm actually above them on the podcast chart, so you might want to tell them to. Uh, I'll, I'll tell them to, to upgrade themselves. I will do. <laughs> and they, um, 
but they obviously have their book club, which is basically driven and made authors' careers. You know, the Rich and Judy book yeah. club is still a household name. And when you go to their house, there's books everywhere. So I just yeah. go in there and I, when they're not looking, I just nick them. I mean, hopefully that they're they're not supposed to have um, like been reviewing them and I've ruined some author's life. Because if you know if they put it in their rich, <laughs> if they put it in their top ten Rich and Judy book club, it's oh, a bestseller. It's in all the airports. It's yeah. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. That, that, that's, they're the only other podcast that I really give a shit about, apart from How to Fail by Elizabeth Day in the books podcast yeah. charts. Just because I only started reading a couple of years ago, how cool is it for me to, by some chance, potentially go above them in a podcast charts? Yeah. Literal Richard, and I know they're your um, in-laws. Parents in, yeah, they're your in-laws. Um, but it's so cool for me, mate. Oh, I, 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 I think it's great. It's mental. <laughs> but, but, they, but they, you know, I, I just go, you know, are you going to their house? And there's books everywhere. When I stay, I'm like, can I have this? So off the back of that, you know, off the back of the record, in the Millennium series, so all of the um, Girl with Dragon Tattoo stuff, mm. unbelievable. Read any of those, incredible. I read all of the, uh, oh, crap, what are they called? Um, uh, Girl, not the Girl with Dragon Tattoo, the Killer Mockingbird. Unbelievable yeah. books. Smashed all of them off the back. You know, mm. like Chloe recommended them. Um, my, yeah, I mean, I know you're going to ask me a question later about my favourite books, but one of them she she gave me was just so good. Like, just the imagination of this woman was like, man. Oh, now, I, cool? I like, I get into, but I think I have to finish all the books in the series. So they're like, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Since the guy died, the um, Steve Larson died, they've obviously done two more off the back of it because um, mm. they found unpublished stuff. I don't know if you, have you ever read any of them? No, I haven't. I've, Mate, I've watched one of the films, but like Mate, so speaking good. to you now, I'm already inspired to pick up more novels because I, I read a lot of nonfiction because I'm like, yeah. like, like, I'm young. I've got a lot to learn yeah. about the world. Yeah. And I've got to kind of form my own opinions by understanding what other yeah. people think in the world. Because I've realized I, I just my think, brain's tiny. It needs to get bigger. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, but I think, you know, why don't you, so what I, what I think of in the way I do stuff is I think, you read a chapter a day of a book that you were supposed to want to, to learn from, right? Mm. And then read, you know, like I said, a chapter of, of a fictional book. You'll get through it. Like, it's the same thing. I'm writing another book at the moment um, on mindset. And I, like, go, I set myself, I'll write 500 words a day. And before yeah. you know it, you've written, like, I end up getting, I get into a group, I end up writing 3,000 yesterday. You know, mm. you, you, I think it's fine. I think fiction is so good because the adventure and it, like, but in the, within the books. pages. Yeah, if they're well read, if they're well read, it then sparks you to go. I, I'm interested in this. Like I sometimes Google stuff off the back of it. Um, mm. It just makes you. It just makes you think, really. And then the people have, then yeah, like people send me these amazing books. I've got something called Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the Brilliant guy who. Did, have you read it? Yeah, I've not read it. it. You see, but I've got I've got sent it, and I'm looking at it. But then I've also got like, I see that I've got like other other stuff that I'm desperate to read, and it's like other fictional stuff you're like shit i need to do it but i can't not finish a book as well really stresses oh, really? me out yeah i'm 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 not shy of walking away from a book and i think like for me reading's technically my job now right so yeah i if i'm not enjoying it i never want to do a job that i don't enjoy no, i I, fig I, fi I figured that out a couple of years ago i was like a lot of people kind of get get their job dick out and like, oh, I work so fucking hard, I hate my life for 12 hours a day. I'm up now. It's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. the point in life, right? No. Um so I like I'll I'll walk away from books and like novels. I read one novel a week and one nonfiction as kind of a minimum. 
Um, and like at the moment, I'm reading Stephen Pressfield. Um, he sent me his new novel that's coming out in March. And I'm reading that and it's so well researched of a time of about 50 years after death of Jesus. I don't know why we use Jesus for our times, but that's, that's what we use. Yeah. Um, and it's just so well researched. And I think you, I'm fully immersed in that time. And I, I'm just looking up like, right, who was this person? Why were they important? Because yeah. it's, it's factual fiction, which is like mad. Yeah, you should, I think we should also, there's a great book, I've just seen it by James Patterson called Absolute Proof. And it's basically what would happen if you could prove that God existed off the back of your really okay. about Jesus, really interesting. It's just, it's just what would happen. And the fact that people think it'd be really good, but it wouldn't because there's so many different gods. It would like, it was like, which God is real? <laughs> and then it would like complete, and how, and how most people would try to stop that proof from coming out. Um, it's a, it's kind of, it's fictional, but it's like really interesting. But I, I was thinking about the Rich and Judy thing as well. I, Cause obviously they have to smash so many books. Mm. I was like, do they read them all properly? Do they skim them? And they were like, yeah, like, read the first hundred pages, the last hundred pages. And if I like it, I'll go, I'll read all the way through. But also okay. they can like skim. Like my, Chloe's mum, Judy's like, is a real intellectual. And I think she has probably read like a like a million books. Like it's like she reads all all the time, all night, yeah. all day. Um, and she's so clever. And it's... Um, Oh no, tell you what it is, the absolute proof is called Peter James by Peter James, not James Patterson. Peter James, absolute proof. Um, but you know, they read so quickly. That's what I'm jealous of. Because I mm. read every word. I, I want to just be like, you know. Real easy way to do it. And you might look like a bit of a dork when you do it, but who gives a fuck? Is literally just follow it with your finger. There's yeah. a test in, in a book I read called Limitless. It's by some bloke called Jim Quick. It was actually a bit shit, the book. Um, but there's like a few bits that you can learn from it about just how to expand your brain and reading speed that when you're reading with your eyes and you're taking in every word you're using the voice in your head if you try and cut out the voice in your head you're still taking in that information and if you shut the book you'd still be able to recall the information from the page even though you didn't narrate it in your head oh really but my reading speed is about 250 words a minute if i'm just going with my eyes and i went with my finger just like tracking along the words, still having the voice in my head. And I got up to about, I think it was like 480 really? words per minute. So it almost doubles it by just going along with your finger. So when you're like, fuck, I want to go to bed, but I want to finish this like 10 pages. Cause like reading novels before bed is, it's a surefire way to go to sleep. Right. As no matter how interesting yeah. they are, if you track along with your finger, it's almost like you're challenging yourself. Like, right. Get to the end of the page. Cool. Just like next page. But you're still taking in all the information. You're going a lot faster just by tracking along with your finger. Like that's how they teach you to read as a kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I basically, it's little tips. I'm going to try that. Hundred percent, try that. Yeah, you'll be. Uh, you'll start your own book club soon. You'll be putting me out of business. Are you? <laughs> no, um, no, no. <laughs> are you going to write your own novel? Do you take a lot of inspiration? Like, yes, you I, I've you've got, got a busy head. <laughs> yes, I've got. I've got a massive. I've got a real good novel idea in my head that I want to. I want to write. Uh, I started it. I wrote like seven thousand words of it, and then basically I realised people weren't paying me, and I was like, "It's great, but I need to write what I can get paid for." So that's mm. what we did. What? So I, this this is my fourth book. What a flanker! Mm. Uh, I've written. I wrote the other three myself. This one I did with a ghostwriter, but I went back and rewrote it. You know, I added, added about four thousand yeah. words to it myself because I was like, you know, I can't. 
uh, you know, I, I gave it to my wife and she was like, it's brilliant, it's funny, but it doesn't sound like you. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I, yeah. you know, I wanted this guy to write it, to capture it, because he's a professional writer, incredible bend is like, put everything in it. But I was like, I need to make it mine. So I just sat in the garden in the summer when we in the first lockdown, just with a cigar, sat there, just boom, banging it out, did like four days in a row um, and got it to the point where it was like, I'm really happy with it. Um, this this The next one, um, I've just signed a book deal. It's going to be similar to What a Flanker, but I'm right. this third book uh, is going to be um, all on mindset. And I'm writing it myself. I've written 10,000 words of that so far. So nice. um, yeah, but I really want to do a novel. Uh, that's like my yeah. real passion. But I just, the thing with it is I was thinking, I was thinking about the guy George R. R. Martin, who wrote like Game of Thrones. Like, how the fuck do you keep all that shit organized? Like, you, you must have like a spider diagram of the family. <laughs> like that imagine, mate, that imagination is people like Lord of the Rings, like next level. People like that, I could tell you now, have basically put three or four tabs of acid on their tongue and just had about a, a massive whiteboard and just gone ham to begin with. Yeah. And then put it all into some weird system of notes and then as soon as they've come off the trip like fuck i've got the idea now yeah let's just roll yeah. it i tell you what i do well was, um, i mean i smashed all the have you ever read any of the harry potter books yeah mate that was I, I like it i smoked them all i've listened to them i've read them all twice through i've i've listened i've watched every movie about eight times and i've listened to both all the audiobooks about three times through it was my it was my uh, celebrity mastermind question that uh, my like special subject was Harry Potter the movies, and I won the fucking show. Um, <laughs> and I, mate, that imagination as well, like also just how mm. I love it. It's just get it's like full escapism. I, I really enjoy it. And people are like, oh, why are you reading Harry Potter? I'm like, fuck off! It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. it's um, it's mad that these people just have these ideas in their head, and like I, I've I've got quite a few ideas. For novels, but I find that the more that I read, the obviously the better my imagination gets. Whether I'm drawing little bits of information from other people and taking that as inspiration, but that is what art is basically. Is, of course, it's it is. Everyone's stealing little bits from each other and yeah. then just putting it together in their own way. It's like, oh, I like this, I like this, I like this. I'm going to make it mine by putting it together in this way. Um, yeah, so, so when it comes to the non-fiction, we won't go on this for too long because it's, it's obviously not something that you enjoy that much but is there any like standout books for you that have made an impact on you fiction that, that really helped me um uh trying to think what like stuff has I've your therapist ever recommended books to you no no mm. um i'm trying to think if they what have I, I'm just looking at my books. Have I got anything here that I that I read that I felt was really good? Um, do you know what? No, not really. Like I thought. Um, I read. Um, oh God, I can't remember his name now. Um, it's a book called Champions or something. By he was the ex spin doctor of Tony Blair, um, the media guy. It was interviewing champ. Like uh, um, oh, I'll tell you what it is now. I'll, I'll tell you what, the ones that I've actually enjoyed because I've um, I've got my, my Audible library. Like, I listen to them here. Um, Do you listen to more of your non-fiction then as opposed yes, to... Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just because I, I struggled to to um, to get into it. Um, 
where are we um sorry mate let me just okay tell you what like timothy ferris like the four hour body was really mm. interesting um uh, you know i got into that quite quite heavily in terms of some of his stuff and put some of his stuff into practice to see whether i really like it um i tell you what i really like really enjoyed as well which i've got to go back and listen to is the god delusion by richard dawkins um all okay. of richard dawkins's books really like fascinating for me just because i in my book i i, I stood up against well, Israel Flower basically condemning gay people to go to hell and adulterators and adulterers mm. and all these kind of people, all basically the best people in life, really. Um, yeah. And um, I went in hard, obviously. And, and the worst thing is, like, the most unforgiving, aggressive bastards are religious people. It's like, it's so funny. Mm. So I remember, like, school priests, they'd always like preach forgiveness, but they were the first ones to like go completely mad. Um, and I remember. Um, I then was like, right, so I, started, I bought the Quran and I bought the Bible and I was like, right, I'm going to read these and find out what the hell's going on, like see, see what's going on. So I, I got halfway through the Bible um, and I was like, well, this, you know, it's not, really not really floating my boat. And then I got, um, then I thought I'd read the opposite arguments. The God Delusion with Richard Dawkins, I thought was brilliant. Um, you might like Sam Harris's End of yes, Faith. Yes, I've got Sam Harris. I haven't listened mm. to it. I downloaded, I've got Sam Harris waking up Mm -hmm. um and i've got which i i tell you what living with seal that was good with um uh jesse itzler basically that's what launched david goggins when they basically got david goggins to come and live with him as a, as a navy yeah. seal um oh, fuck that i wouldn't want that man living with me someone said no, to me no. today like oh can you try and get him on the podcast i was like look i'm not emotionally ready for that conversation yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, he well, would just make me feel like shit about being a lazy bastard. I'm, yeah, I know, but also, but I don't, you know, I. The point is, with all this stuff, is like I, I understand his mentality, right? And I think it is brilliant. And there are so many lessons to take. But it's about tailoring it to you. There is no, like, for example, The Rock. I love The Rock. I love his his hardest working um, person in the room mentality and everything else like that. But there's no way sleeping five hours a day, four hours a day is good for you. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like the tests show that you know, every for the, if you don't get um, you know, uh, rim sleep or REM sleep or all the other stuff, your brain basically doesn't clean itself. And it, it wants mm. you to go into deep sleep. You like you release fluid that cleans your all the plaque out your brain and everything else that. Like you, you're much more likely to put yourself in dementia if you don't don't mm. sleep properly. I'm like, there's no need. There's no need. Like I always have to pull a couple of like late nights, but. You don't fucking need to sleep four hours. I don't care. It doesn't make you any better than yeah. anybody else. You know, things like with you know, Dave Goggins, like running, just running incessantly. It's like, fine, I can't, I can't fucking run. I would like to do the fitness stuff. I love testing yourself. I used to do the mm. the in and outs, like, for, you know, 10 press-ups going into room, 10 press-ups going out room. But I was like, I was on my feet the whole fucking time. And so yeah. I had to do it. You know, I was going in and out of rooms all the time. I was like, Christ, I spent my life doing a whole load of press-ups. That's not, that's not great for you. Um, no, he's only so big you want your tits as well. Exactly, exactly. And he, like, you know, I, tell, I started the chimp paradox with Steve Peters, but I met Steve Peters. He used to work with the England team, and I just wasn't blown away by him as a person. I just didn't really? find him. Nah, nah. I just, I just found him, like northern aggressive i find he narrates it. i find he's got a really grating voice i think he's really interesting you know he wasn't talking about his chimp stuff then he hadn't written it but he'd worked with british cycling and we got him in to um uh what's his name brian ashton got him in and i just remember him like just not being i don't know just not being the best oh that's so disappointing because i love the chimp paradox it i feel well, like it changed, I mean, changed the game for me maybe you know maybe that's yeah, but, um, but i read it so i read it in my Nice southern voice.
Thanks, mate. All right. Right. Um, Are you in your boxers? Yes, I was sitting in their boxers. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get up at some point. I, 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 I basically got to go training in a minute, so I was like, um, "I'll tell you what else I got on the on the on the on the books that I found really good." Um, uh, I liked, you know, I, I liked. I can't make this up by Kevin Hart. I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. His kind of autobiography. Um, Winners by Alistair Campbell was the one I was talking about. I said champions. Winners by Alistair Campbell was was a really kind of interesting um, book that kind of interviewing loads of different athletes and what made them winners and what was their mentality. And it was, you know, it was pretty much universal, but it's pretty much universal that makes people successful, you know? Yeah. yeah I think you say something like that in your book about how it, there's nothing remarkable about people that do well. They just work a little bit harder. Well, they work smarter. People are willing to, yeah. Yeah, they work smarter. They're prepared to sacrifice. They've got good self-awareness. They pick themselves up. They, you know, they all they have a growth mindset. They want to get better than they were before. They, you know, they pick themselves back up. They realize that life, that the, the universe doesn't owe them shit. No one's going to ride over the the top to fix them, and that they all have something that's a recipe for success. So look at someone like Ronaldo. You know, he's so obsessive about what he does. You know, to score over. 750 goals or what it is, the highest goal scorer of all time. You know, he's got everything, done everything, spent everything where he is, but he's still so hungry. The point is, mm. at some point, you have to address that. Otherwise, it undoes you. Like, I was never satisfied with my career, and then I fucking, my career was over. And it's like, yeah. oh, you know, and that's that's a problem. And it's something you have to you have to address, but it's 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 what makes it different. And also, intelligence, you know, putting yourself in the right, the right uh, thing, good people around you. All of these go into a recipe, you know, and I think the, the sad reality is that we, we, it's able to, you're able to prey on the, on the simple minded, making them believe they can have what everyone else has and they, they can't, you know, that's why things yeah. like the book, The Secret are great, but the woman who wrote The Secret made money off selling The Secret about, and it's like, you, you, yeah. you know, people, if there's enough, she, mani- out, she manifested they, that money from that book. That's what I mean. She, <laughs> as she but no, but, but she, it's like one of those things, it's like, did the, was the person successful before they write the self-help book or what did they write the self-help book to make success by telling others how to be successful and that's like yeah. that's it like i made were you successful before no i just came up with some bullshit telling them how i got all this stuff but i never had this stuff but now you bought my book i do have this stuff and it's like yeah. you know that's that's what i'm wary about she might have she might have done but i just it's just giving people the belief that they can change everything and some people sadly can't and some people have done like all they're ever going to do but also from the humblest beginning, shittest background, you can achieve everything. And from the best background, you can solely fuck it up. Like look at Donald Trump, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it is one of those things like anyone, any self-help guru who's made like millions by helping other people from, from a place of what they would class as like altruism. I've literally, yeah. I've just read a book on memory called Moonwalking with Einstein. It's a... Um, guy he basically wrote an article on the memory championships trained for a year and then won it the next year and there's a guy in in the memorizing world called tony buzzin and he has written 120 books on memory and has made millions from helping people remember but didn't go really and win any championships and it comes from a place of saying that he's trying to save the world by making remember stuff but like if you write 120 books, you've just fucking want money. Maybe the first like one or two about one particular. Topic. How many how many times can you talk about memory? 
Oh, listen, don't ever, <laughs> ever think that someone's gone out of a way to help people write a book. Because if they wrote it and published it for free, that's fine. If you've got to buy it, some fucker's making money out of it. And it's like, let's yeah. not pretend. But that's, that's one of the key things. If I, I want to earn cash. I, I want to earn money. I've got certain things that I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, to, um, to kind of push. And, 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 and I've got a certain line. But I just joined, we, me and my wife are made to join OnlyFans. Um, you know, not made, sorry, asked to join OnlyFans mm. that, that, to, to essentially help promote health and fitness. <laughs> but all I'm getting is asked for dick shots and body shots in my pants, which is fine. Yeah. But I'm like, fuck it, if you want to pay for it, I'll do it. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I, no, because I pose for, pose for pictures on, on, on my Instagram and stuff like that. If, if a load of lads want to see me in my pants, who's me to stop them? Do I want to get my dick out? No. And they're like, why, why, why? Because I'm like, I, I just don't need to. Like, it's not, there isn't an amount of money mm. in the world. It's not going to, you know, what we can see my dick for a grand. Like, ooh, well, I don't, I don't think I need to do that. You know? Yeah, yeah, fair. That's funny. It's like, I, I, I have the thought obviously crosses everyone's mind about OnlyFans at the moment, and I was like, I'm straight, right? And I was like, I just don't mm. like the idea of men wanking over me. And then someone Why? was like, Who gives a shit? Already, You're not it was like, they're already fucking doing it. That's what I mean. <laughs> why, why, why are you even worried about it? I, I, I posed for a few calendars, and they and my brother's gay, and he sent he sent um he sent some of his mates sent him a picture of a cat my calendar with a lot of spunk on it. And I was like, good. <laughs> like, I was like, good. It doesn't like it doesn't bother me. You know, they're not doing it to me. I'm not. I don't care. And it's like, uh, it's people express themselves in any way. They are already yeah. wanting to do it. Like, and it's like you know. Um, it's the same thing with lads and women, you know, like it's like these women have yeah. gone, hold on a minute, I'm being objectified, I'm being already, people are following me, oh, wait a minute, I'll just get my tits mm. out and I can earn more. And like people are buying houses off the back of the amount of money they've made. Obviously, yeah. you can still do it where it's just more discreet, lingerie stuff, more custom stuff. But mate, if I were you and I, did, and I didn't have a media profile, I'd 100% be on there <laughs> doing whatever. I mean, I would have probably gone into porn if I didn't, if I didn't have it. <laughs> I didn't have a thought, I, I've, you know? I've, I've got the sausage for it. Um, well, no, mate. I mean, neither have I, but it doesn't matter. You know, there, you know there'll be something. Someone wants maybe a, a tan, you know, tan lemon juice in the lid, jiu <laughs> guy from, from, from Bali, mate. I, you know, you, you'd be known as you're a bit of a twink, I think is the technical term. So <laughs> there's, some, there's some older guy that want to be all over you. Just fucking put the money up there. The Bali hey, babe I, um, or whatever they call yourself. I've uh, I've 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 seen a girl a few times recently out here, and and she has made an obscene amount of money. Has just given her brother a house deposit. Couldn't like you you would never expect that no. she'd have this amount of money. Doesn't talk about it. Super humble, super kind, super generous. But like, she's changed the lives of her family. She's she's yeah. bought her own house, bought her mum a house, given her brother a deposit, and she's she's like the way she looks at it is like people say that she's selling her body. But she's like, people go and sit at a desk for nine hours a day, get backache from sitting on a chair so much. Like, who's selling their body? I'm paying yeah. free. <laughs> people, people, people are sitting there selling them photographs themselves on Instagram by posing a picture. You're long, you know, you're on the way long What you know, the next extension is you don't care. It's it's nudity. It's the it's the it's the it's the body. You know, we we I introduced a gay guy from a guy called Sam Dowler, lovely guy on our podcast, Couples Quarantine. And he'd interviewed a load of people from OnlyFans. And he's interviewed this guy who was only $100,000 a month from OnlyFans, yeah. you know, sticking things up his ass, doing whatever. And I was like, this is unbelievable. I, I honestly yeah. said to Chloe, I was like, 100 grand. I'm fucking, I'll do it. 100 <laughs> grand a month. Get me a fucking TV remote in a condom. I'll stick it up my ass now. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all think, over it. 
Yeah, there's there's a guy out here in Bali. He's like on like 10 grand a month. He sticks obscene things up his ass for money. And he's like, I just don't give a fuck. The I'm only thing you. for me is I know what I look like when I wank. Yeah, <laughs> so like, that is the thing. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that is a bit of an issue that people, you know, it might be a bit slightly shocking to people, but, you know, nobody needs to see that. You just got to style that yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. We, we've certainly digressed. I'm glad we have because I'm, I'm, I'll be speaking to that girl about OnlyFans and stuff on, on the podcast at some point, I'm sure. And she'll be listening now, so we will be talking about it. Um, so uh, we've got 10 minutes left. Let's yeah. talk about your top, your top books. I, I, I want to say before we do wrap it up, I, I, I read the book as I was like, well, you're coming on the podcast. I, I'm going to read it. I've no interest in rugby. I wasn't a rugby fan. I am going to blow smoke up your ass here. I am a James Haskell fan um, as of now, today, since I started listening to the book, because you've got one of those infectious attitudes to life where you just fucking try shit and you're trying to find what you like doing and you're not afraid to just go for something. I think that's an attitude that a lot of people are missing in life is being able to put themselves out there and be like, oh, do you know what? I might be shit at this thing, but I also might be good if I do it for two or three years. Um, do you know what the mentality comes down to? It's as simple as this. Is if I was to walk out, if I was to drop dead from a brain um, aneurysm now, could I honestly, I mean, if I were, if there is some form of consciousness next or someone standing next to me going, fuck me, he gave everything. Like I, I believe there's only a few things in life you can control. How you treat your body, how you develop your mind, how nice you are uh, to people and how hard you work. Everything else is not given. There's nothing else that you can that you can guarantee. And if you're developing your body and your mind as best you can, really, really living it, because essentially, boil it down, doesn't matter how much we've dressed it up, we basically, we, we, we're born, we fuck around and we die. And then we like, you either leave your mark, you don't leave your mark, and, it, and, and most people don't. And most people, it's like a, a passing, gleaming thing. You might as well make the life you have, whatever it is, the best you possibly can and enjoy it and try everything and go, do you know what? I've done this, 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 this. And people say you need direction. Yeah, of course. There's no point being great, you know, uh, you know, uh, mediocre at 10 things. And, you know, when as opposed to you can be great at a couple, that's that's the problem with that attitude. Yeah. But, mate, that's the way to live life. Like, that is the way to do it and go, I'm going to explore, try, develop, read, go and not be frightened because, you know, everybody will tell you not to do stuff. And they're all sitting there telling you, criticising you, doing everything else that. And then you're going to fucking dead. And you you know, and then like the the I heard this great saying that the richest places on earth are not the coal mines, not the gold mines, not the banks. They're graveyards full of wasted talent, wasted potential, and wasted fucking ideas. And it's like that is that is that is true. How many people should have done? I should wish I could have should have done it. I'm like, what? Right, we're doing it. Let's go fucking do it. And sometimes it's a good yeah. idea. Sometimes it's a bad idea. But as long as you can smile and have a good time doing it and you don't really offend anyone and you, and you could sort of look your mum in your eye and say I'm doing it that's why I couldn't you know get my knob out I was like mum she usually don't need to until you know when anything it's like a balance of money it's like you do anything <laughs> if it's actually worthwhile but it's like yeah. you know <laughs> I've made like 800, 800 quid off, off OnlyFans that's not like a life changing amount of money for some for some people it is for me it's not and it's like yeah. fine if, if it was hundreds of thousands now we're talking, but it doesn't yeah. make sense to, to, to be doing that. And I just think you've got to pick and choose, but that's definitely the mentality. If you were to get shot you tomorrow, 
would you turn around if in at the pearly gates with the non-existent god and say yeah. fuck me i had a good go at it you know you kind of want it to be like if someone was going to shoot you tomorrow you'd want like sorry please i've actually got a lot of shit to do in the next week <laughs> yeah, 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 so you'd be like, yeah i'm doing fuck all over the next week just do it <laughs> just do it yeah that's most people now i've done it yeah. <laughs> So but you yes, wanted to know my three books, didn't you? Yes, three, three, three recommendations of, okay. of whatever, whatever genre. So, my, so I would say the first ever book I read was Alistair MacLean, Where's Eagles Dare? That is a war, World War Two spy espionage thriller. Um, you know, really kind of, uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, the next. Uh, I would say is, is Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell by Susanna Clark. My wife recommended that to me. And that was um, so vivid, so interesting. It's about two wizards uh, or two magicians, sorry, is set mm. in London, set in London in, in kind of um, Napoleonic era. And basically, you know, magic was prevalent in, in, in the world, but it died in, in the UK, died out. And there's only one magician left. And then another one popped up. And basically their com conflict, how magic changed everything, how they, you know, how they try to use it to, for good and for bad. But the the fact is, like, she goes into so much detail. She references footnotes about made up books that she's made up to make about magic. It's like unbelievable. <laughs> you just go down all these yeah. rabbit holes. Um, and then uh, what else did I really? Uh, oh, Shantaram. So Shantaram, I know people always talk about that as, you know, as kind of a, a book. It's just a really vivid adventure about India and a bloke traveling there and, and all his stories and how much he got involved with it. Whether it's supposed to be a true story. I don't, I don't know if it is, but it's just kind of pretty, pretty special. And I remember I, I got recommended it and it kind of blew me, um, blew me away. And I would say as well, I'm just looking now, what did I, some books I wish I hadn't, you know, I wish I'd read and could forget about it and go back to it. But yeah. I would say, I, yeah, I would say for just for warmth and fun, the entire Harry Potter series, like all yeah. in one, just that in terms of something for warm, feel good, distractive, you know, um, good versus evil. I think it's it's amazing. Yeah, and uh, Stephen Fry's voice is fucking banging as well. If, if yeah. you listen to it, my my sister's been listening to that over maybe the last seven years, every single night to go to sleep, and must have gone through him an obscene amount of times. Yeah. Um, just couldn't make Stephen Fry is just he's got the voice, the know, voice of God. I, if he so I listened to, <laughs> I listened to I listened to 75 hours of Sherlock Holmes, the original Sherlock Holmes, right? Listen mm. to it in my car journeys and everything like that. Then then I discovered that Stephen Fry had voiced the Sherlock Holmes one. So I just downloaded, bought that, and then did another 75 hours with Stephen Fry <laughs> voicing it, which was which was really good actually. I go I go back that is six days of Stephen Fry. Not, well, yeah. not a waste of time. No, not a waste of time. <laughs> not every time you get in the car, you're like, boom, little flat white, on on in the car, driving along. It's beautiful. Hey, I love that. I love that. Well, James, you've inspired me to probably get into a bit more novel reading. Shantaram is something that I've I've heard of quite a few times, and he's a little bit thick for my liking, and kind of puts me off. But I'm just going to get it on Kindle, then I can't see see how big it is. Yeah, and also, yeah, I mean, they yeah, get it on, but, you know, the audiobook thing as well, like, if you take the dog for a walk, like, it's different, it's, reading should be for different moods, right? You shouldn't feel like you're governed by anything. So if you're, like, in a work mind, you're, like, I'm in a mind development, read your book. If you're, like, I want to walk along the beach and take the dog for a walk, I'm going to meet someone, put on 
another book you don't need to super concentrate on but you're getting into the story and i promise you like i've i've pulled up in my driveway and sat in the car just to keep listening to it to keep to keep wanting to 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 to, um to keep wanting to to listen to it i've not gone in the house like i've gone and sat i take the dog for a walk have a cigar put my headphone on one headphone and i'm I'm walking on the dog and I'm just listening to it. I can't. I can't get enough. Of it. Like I like. I try to invent journeys to go out in the car just to listen to my audio book. Like this is the one thing about lockdown is I've missed out on that that fun book stuff, irreverent stuff that I was I was doing when I was in my car. And that's that's the one problem with it. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. I didn't know that you were such a reader. I'm fucking buzzing that you are because it's it's a bit hit and miss when you get someone that's written a book on. Because you're like, oh, do they actually read? Yeah, and, like Gemma Collins. Um, she went, I don't know, I, I wrote a biography. She goes, I don't know what's in it. And I did, I've never read it. It's like, she no. go, yeah, I remember that. Someone was like, they were like, oh, what books would you never read? And I got that clip. So I don't know much about that book. I didn't write it and I've never read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And she refers herself into third person. Like, you have to be very special. Like, to call, refer to yourself as the GC. Like, it's like, you know, it's like with Lawrence Delalio, a former player, when used to be an interview, it was like, so, does Lawrence Delalio like reading? I mean, does Lawrence Delalio need to read? I never talk about myself <laughs> in the third person. I've actually got a mate that, that transcended all of that. He started talking about himself in the fourth person, which we didn't know was possible. He he, he started in talking about himself, then he went into the third person, then he, and then he went into a different realm. It was like he invented Fucking a new hell. way of doing it. We were like, oh, my God, you're actually talking about yourself, about yourself in the fourth. It was amazing. I've never seen it done before. Oh, it's like people when they refer to themselves as we or we. Oh, doing yeah. Like, but isn't that just you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm flat out. We've got a big day today. What you like, you know, I was like, said that to Chloe the other day. I was like, look, we're doing things. She went, what you mean, you? And I was like, no, me and the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you and the dog's fine. That's that's definitely a we. Um, so you, well, you've got three books. You, you, next, when when's that coming out? The one that you're scope. So I've got um so I've got a two uh, basically the first three were in fitness. This is the fourth one is is what a flanker that's out now. It's still yet to come out in paperback. Actually, this well, I don't know when this podcast goes out, but it's Tuesday the second of February. This sun Saturday at uh the sixth, it's being sold on Amazon for 99p on the Kindle. 24 hours it's available for 99 t what a flanker in in all in that. I've got an audio book which I read. Um and then the next one is going to be out next October. Uh, yep. But we might have signed um, uh, this mindset, but which, which may even come out yeah. earlier. If I can smash it out, but we'll, we'll yeah. see. See how long Bojo keeps you locked up. I, um, I'll yeah. get this podcast will be out by Thursday the 4th. Because I'm, I'm, I'm running behind. But, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Come on, where can people find you? So if you want to find me, they can hit me up on Instagram at James Haskell. I've got a Facebook page um, under James Haskell Health and Fitness. And then I've got a YouTube channel, um, which uh, has got all my videos on like DJ live streams, health and fitness stuff, kind of motivational things. All of it's all, all around, you know? Yeah. Amazing. All right. perfect. Well, I'll, I'll put links to your Instagram and stuff in, in the description of this episode. So thank you very cool. much for coming on. I'll stop. Cheers, recording. mate. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening to that conversation. I really enjoyed having a chat with James. It's very cool to be able to speak to people like that. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. As always, links for sponsors in the description. You got better help for the online therapy. If the time is right for you, the time is right, check it out. 
buymeacoffee.com forward slash need to read it. If you want to support the work that I do, you obviously don't have to. If you've got the spare money and you'd buy me a coffee, then brilliant. Um, do so. You're paying for the people that can't afford to do so. So thank you very much for anyone that does that. If not, other ways you can support the podcast, drop a review on Apple Podcasts, share an episode with a friend, tell your mum about it, tell your sister, tell your aunt, tell anyone about it, tell anyone that will listen. If not, just pick up a book. That's all I can ask. Thank you very much for listening. Love you. Bye-bye.